Due to adult content, parental discretion is advised. To begin. To begin. Are you watching closely? How to start. I just, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? In life itself, a memoir, Roger Eaton begins. I was born inside the movie of my life. I was born a poor black child. The visuals were before me. I was born in it, molded by it. The audio surrounded me. The plot unfolded inevitably, but not necessarily. I don't remember how I got into the movie, but it continues to entertain me. At first, the frames flicker without connection. We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are. Where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person. And the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand a little bit more about different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. Here's the deal. Just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, no, no. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Welcome to Cock and Bowl Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story, one minute at a time. Good lord, what is this story all about? Cock and a bull story. Here's your host, me, Robert Black. We're here with David Forsyth again, talking about Group 17, Halloween, and Punch Drunk Love. And speaking of, uh, by the way, Edge of Tomorrow, right next to my one of my Halloween books right here is All You Need Is Kill. I don't remember why it's on this shelf. Yeah, nice. The the actual novel or the... Uh, yeah, the novel. Yeah. I, I, oh, I think it's because this is, shelf is also Groundhog Day stuff, but for some reason that one uh, book got switched to the wrong side. It's with the Halloween stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, if you're going to look into any of the, the comics, um, avoid the American comic. Like, it's useless. Uh, did they redo it, not just put it in English? Yes. It's all new art, uh. and it's about... I think it's like 40 pages, whereas the mm. the manga is like 400 or something like that. Yeah. Um, the art's, I don't want to call it terrible because it's art. Like, it's not for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, like shortening that story into 40 pages with big splash pages of, you know, chopping aliens and things. It's, mm. I, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess, I mean, when you're doing a Tom Cruise movie, maybe they wanted to... No, I don't think it was even timed with, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was before <laughs> that. I think it, because it's not called Edge of Tomorrow. It's definitely an all you need is kill. Yeah. Comic. So. That's weird. It, I wonder if it's one of those things like, we have the rights and if we don't put something out, they're going to revert. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> now, you think you said you had something more to say about Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, I mean, I want to admit some things about Punch Drunk Love. Okay. You know, it, it, I think I identify with that movie because every awkward relationship feeling that I've ever had or awkward, like, flirting, nascent sort of relationship feeling is in Barry, obviously amplified by, like, yeah. a thousand times. Yes. So 
I don't like to admit that I identify with Barry, but it's probably just portions of, of it, you know, but man, it, it's hard to, it's hard to watch that and like feel yourself in some of that and not just cringe through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I probably watch more of Punch Drunk Love with my eyes hidden behind my fingers than I do Halloween. <laughs> I mean, see, I said one's a horror film, one's a slasher film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I, I've learned that in doing this bracket and like breaking down these movies that ended up at the top, a bunch of them are where like a big part of why I like it. And this makes sense is cause I connect with the main character. Yeah. Even horrible people like uh, Riggins in Birdman, you know, he's a horrible guy. Yeah. Like egocentric asshole. And I'm like, yeah, but I feel kind of like I've been there, you know? <laughs> I understand his motivations, if not his actions, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then this, Barry, yeah, I'm like, I have, I have six older sisters and I am awkward and didn't really have like romantic relationships till I was in my twenties. Yeah. Uh, it was a weird, you know, I grew up in a religious environment that Told me the world was going to end before I was an adult, so I wasn't going to get far. <laughs> <laughs> so why bother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I I I don't like to throw out superlatives, but I I mean I think this might be Gen X's greatest rom com, right? Like considering all of your Sleepless in Seattle's sort of a generation before, right? Is this Gen X? I mean, age wise, they fit. Yeah. And PTA is from, is older. I guess, yeah. I don't know. It sort of feels it. I haven't thought, I haven't really thought much about when it came out and how it, why it is the way it is, but it's hard to do that with Anderson's films because. True. He spends a while putting them together and they're long films about a lot of things. And, and they do all sort of hang out in this magical realism sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like wands and fairies and yeah. things, not that sort of magical, but like, it's a world that sort of floats above reality. Reality is so unreal, but it is a nice change. True, thumbs up. Well, yeah, Barry dances in the store, and you could almost imagine that he's going to break into song. Because <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. that just to the side of reality. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, uh, you know, at the same time as, as it's sort of making you feel all of Barry's flaws, it gives you some hope that even these terribly flawed individuals can find something, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not a terribly, it's not a traditional meet cute. <laughs> you know, it's not a, it's, it almost feels stalkery at points. It almost feels yeah violent at points. Yes. You know, that, that conversation where he, I forget what the exact line is, but where he says he wants to punch her in the face so bad or something like that. That's mm-hmm. She wants to bite him. So, yeah, they, they both do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's hard. It was fun watching that scene again, watching that recently, because I thought of it in a slightly different way. I'm like, I think the point of the scene is it doesn't matter what they say. Mm. Okay. Because we get the mood. And so it's almost like upending the idea of what we think they should say, because <laughs> no matter what they say, it's romantic. Yeah. Because they're in that room and he went to Hawaii to be with her and it's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, and they're sort of, you know, they're sort of in the middle of their honest revelations to one each other, to, yeah. to each other at that point, right? You know, she's admitted to him that she engineered their meeting mm-hmm. and he's admitted to her or about to, I think that. That he beat up the bathroom. <laughs> that he beat up the bathroom and that he, uh, that he doesn't have any business yeah. in Hawaii, right? Like, and that he doesn't travel. Yeah. So it's, uh, and I'm trying to remember if, if there is one of those like music and color washes over that scene. I, I don't recall specifically that is sort of hovering over the, the, the veil of that movie. Yeah. I think there's a little bit there. Yeah. So it, it really does sort of take that out of, out of a real space. Yeah. And well, and then it includes a song from freaking Popeye. Yeah, as if it's a real song and it's like that gives me that extra layer of unreality because i'm like no i know that i'm familiar with that movie i've seen it many times and all at once i knew i knew it once i knew he needed me until the day i die i won't know why i knew he needed me it could be fantasy, oh, or maybe it's because he needs me, 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 he needs me. Like a dime a dance, I'll take a chance, I will, because he needs me. No one ever asked before, before, because they never needed me. But I do. But he does. Maybe it's because he's so alone. in life, I finally felt that someone needed me. And if it turns out real, then love can turn the wheel. Because he needs me, 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 he needs me. tell you that that trailer that included that song mm-hmm. was the one that that made me want to see this movie huh. for sure like 
I had already seen what I think Boogie Nights came before yeah. and, and uh, Magnolia, Magnolia both came before this one, right? Yes. I'd seen those and I enjoyed them, but like Anderson hadn't really become an important director to me mm, yet. Right. And I saw the, the trailer for that and I love Popeye, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's a spectacular piece of not just filmmaking, but it's just a spectacular thing. But, yeah. um, they built a town yeah, and left it there. They built a town <laughs> and they transformed those characters into, you know, real things from uh-huh. this. And they wrote all those spectacular songs and yeah. <laughs> what, what episode do we talk about Popeye on? <laughs> I guess this one, but yeah. But uh, no, I mean that hearing that song said to me like I need to see this movie, <laughs> even, even though I probably wouldn't have seen it because now it's something more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, when you see the trailer, it could have just been some you know trailer editing guy who decides that music needs to be in there. Or even that's interesting though. Picking that song for a trailer, yeah, is strange. Yeah, but then when you see that it's actually in the film mm-hmm. and it's. It's a like it's probably almost the whole song in there, even maybe like loops of it. it I think so. Yeah, it's it's a it's a long montage that, that that that's and that that the scene where he meets her in Hawaii, like when they come together and they they embrace and they kiss in in the oh the silhouettes, yeah, yeah, that one like that gets me. Like that's mm-hmm. that's like a romantic thing to be at. Like even though you know that would make me terribly uncomfortable with this public display of affection in. In the, with all these people passing by. It, yeah. It's sort of a romantic, idealized bit to me to see that. I, I don't know. I, it, I mean, do we have to, are we supposed to choose a winner in this bracket? We are supposed to try. Because, you know, I may have talked to myself. This one's hard for me to do that because Halloween's been with me since I was like, before I could remember movies. Yeah. I saw them film part of Halloween 2 when I was five and I already knew Halloween. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to, like the institution of Halloween yeah. probably holds up and like has has more sway in my life and in the, the zeitgeist of yes you know, the, the type of films that I like anyway and it's the one that more people will enjoy yeah it's audience friendly as it as such but as often as I've seen Punch Drunk Love and it's it's fairly often I'm probably not as definitely not as often as Halloween yeah it still still rivets me like when I when I watch it yes and the there's details in there that I still try to assign meaning to, you know, like I'm always trying to figure out different things about that harmonium, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the scene where he's applying the duct tape to the bellows yeah. and just trying to do a little bit of basic repair on it is, I don't know, <laughs> like that gets me thinking about, you know, what, what where does this sit? <laughs>
I'm I'm a person who generally attributes like if there's something that is makes it on screen in a film, someone meant something by it. Yes, right. So there are going to be lots of people on the other side who say like it's you know just something to move the story along or something to fill the screen or, or dress the set. But I, I you know, <laughs> I disagree. Slowing down to repair that thing is not moving things along though. So it's right, right. It means something. There's yeah. definitely something going on with that. So and it, it's nebulous, and the whole thing is sort of. The whole movie is sort of unexplained and, and leaves a lot open to your interpretation. And because I've, you know, sheepishly admitted that I identify mm-hmm. with uh, with characters in it, it, you know, I'm not just searching for meaning in that scene. I'm saying, what does this mean in the story? Yeah. In turn, what does it tell me about me? Right. Yeah. Or when he says they make unbreakable handles now and then immediately breaks one. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to tell you guys about the new finders. We've been working on this, and uh, we have a non-breakable handle, finally. Um, Let me demonstrate for you. Okay, this is one of the old ones. So, um, do we have a a new one around, Lance? Sorry about that. It's a little embarrassing. Yeah, and then later on, (laughs) that gets called back when his sister's like, are you using the dandruff shampoo that (laughs) I got you? And his other sister, like, picks some rice out of his hair. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's from breaking the, Uh the thing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it, Anderson really has. I mean, I, I know I'm not the only one who thinks this, but it, he's really vaulted himself into like top tier American. Well, any like current working directors. Well, yeah. As soon as anyone knew who he was, he already was a very confident filmmaker. Yeah, he yeah. knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. People think of John Carpenter that way, but Halloween wasn't his first film. No, true. You watch Dark Star, it's not a confident filmmaking. It's a, it's a good movie, and it's the ending is hilarious, yeah, but yeah. it's not confident filmmaking. That was, uh, that one feels a lot of O'Bannon too, but. Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so I mean, I guess, you know, I just wanted to take an extra episode to, to gush about Paul Thomas Anderson, I guess, so. And so which one is the winner then? I would probably, I would probably pick punch drunk love right i feel bad i do too and i but like i also feel like i shouldn't have left halloween in to the end anyway yeah, because it should have been sort of disqualified like star wars it's a sacred cow right yeah yeah it's stuff i don't need to talk about in the bracket and what if i go do the next round of the bracket and I have to get further Ooh, i'm definitely not gonna i mean there are certain people in my life who i cannot ever let hear this right like if, if they heard me <laughs> say anything i'm not saying anything bad about halloween Right, like right. I love it, but I still wish I could get around to doing Halloween two two minutes at a time in Michael Myers minute and go forward with the whole series. I just keep getting sidetracked by other shows. <laughs> like, I love Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think we have a winner. Damn it! So uh, once again, where can the listeners eventually we hope hear you? Yeah, I mean, come on over to the Devil. I mean, Facebook, and if you look for either Rock and Roll High School Minute or. Edge of Tomorrow Minute, there are holding pages <laughs> for both of those. And Edge of Tomorrow Minute's much, much closer. We might start releasing episodes in 2020. Cut. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cock Bull Minute. Find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Ah. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a Mandalorian! Why would you create such an abomination? This is the weapon of the coward. The, uh... It's a past stuff that dreams are made of. Cut. That's a wrap. It's over, Johnny.
It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You're still here. You just don't turn it off. Shut up. Shut the fuck. You're all right to take. Shut up. Will you shut up? Shut up. Shut. 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 Shut up. It's over. Shut up. Go home. Now.